Welcome back to Talking Baseball. We got more offers passed back and forth, but more importantly, we got a ton of voicemails from you guys. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. I got Jake sitting right next to me. Trevor Plouffe on the big screen. He's coming to us from California. And BBD in the corner. It is June 18th as we record this 420 on a 30 Thursday. On the 30th Thursday of the year, officially. And there's a lot of voicemails to get to, but there's also some stuff we got to talk about first. Jake, are you excited to do more labor talk? Uh, it's all I like. I'm becoming a labor expert. I think I'm gonna. I think I can officially add that to the resume. Um, and yeah, man, Jim, you know I like to fake give myself a lot of credit or a good fake pat on the back. I've kind of been hot lately on this. You have. You've. You've. You have. He has. The last has, two sir. chess moves I've nailed. I knew the owners were, were going to hate the player's counter. Um, And then what was the other one? I don't know. You I'm two th- for my last two, and I'm going to take that to the grave. So I think you're even more than that. I think you've been pretty good on this. Thank you. Trev, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm pretty stoked that we started at 420. That was not planned. Uh, I do partake, so it means something to me. Mm-hmm. Who's your source for all this info? You must be a fucking stud, huh? You're uh well, okay. Yeah, I, I'm excited to hear your tidbits. We uh, I, we just I hate I hate it. I I'm okay. so you're sick over it. Of the business side of baseball. Here's the deal, Trev. I'm giving us ten to fifteen minutes. I think Jake gave us twelve minutes of updates before we get to the voicemails because I feel like it's our tenth episode on this, but. I want to start it off because I'm upset with the players. The when and where, we applauded them. We said they put Manfred in the corner. I don't know who's advising Manfred, but he just flipped the whole fucking thing on him. He basically did Ali, rope-a-dope, I'm going to take a million punches and I'm just going to throw one huge one because go look at the public opinion right now. The players had it. They had it. Everyone, we were like, I've never seen the players players win the PR battle. And go look at it right now. The when and where backfired, because as soon as you say when and where, and I understand the nuances. Don't like, don't, like, don't get me wrong. I understand the grievance is like another added wrinkle, and there's nuances. But to say when and where, fuck it, give us a when and where, and then get a proposal, and then counter, you look bad. So I, I'm mad. They were playing such a great game, and I feel like they fumbled. They fumbled in late in the fourth quarter. I mean, I don't want to agree with you. I really don't. But it just, I'm, I'm sick of it. You know, I don't think the when and where thing was like a bluff, but somehow, because people want, the players wanted that, like just shut up and tell us when to play. But somehow, yeah, MLB turned it into a bluff. They got called. Yeah. So here we are. Two sides that <laughs> sat down together, or two people sat down together and can't remember the conversation. And um, we're, we're nowhere. We've gone nowhere. The only thing we've seen them agree upon is they're going to put some stupid logos on the jersey for the next two years. Yeah, we've uh, submitted our offer. We're going to put some John Boy Media logos right on the heart, we think. I'm I, I'm going to say it again. I'm so sick of the business side of baseball. Jake, do you have anything to add? We might be we might not even run up against the 12 minute. Yeah, uh, I like you said, uh, Manfred played a great card. Uh, we thought that we thought that at first Manfred had the nuclear option of the 48 game season. The players called his bluff on that. Uh, the players, now they have their nuclear option, and it's the grievance, which the owners are clearly in fear of. And here we are, 10 games apart, uh, and I think it was funny today, and I, I fought it. I don't know if I fought it just to be contradictory, but 
everyone was saying that, yeah, you know, players will come back with 70-72, owners will counter back, and here we are. And I said no because the negotiations have not gone like that the entire time. We haven't seen an actual amicable negotiation, and Rob Manfred uh, played his best card when he left and again, this is where the media is powerful in what Jim said with the the impact of how everyone is now reacting and mad at the players for getting their offer and not wanting to play. The players never agreed to anything, but Uncle Bobby leaked something through a reporter who will not be named for this exercise. Let's call him John Heyman. And he leaked it through this reporter that the public perception was baseball is back. We've done it. We've made it through the shitstorm. We're still going to be the first first sport back. Beautiful. The players never agreed to anything. Less than an hour later, the players' union came out with an announcement saying they never agreed to something. And guess what? The Doesn't word matter. was already out. The public perception had changed. And it was an impressive card, and I guess that is what Bobby Manfred learned at Cornell Negotiation School because it was a great card to play. I mean, where do we go from here? Like, everybody has learned so much about the ins and outs of the game. So when all this – let's just flash forward to 2025. Mm. Whatever. I'm there. What are we doing? Like, what's our perception of the game going to be? Is it going to be happy-go-lucky, we're just happy to see baseball? Or are we now so good at spotting all this BS that we're going to be cynical of every single move that baseball does? Like, it's it's just like the joy has been sucked out of the game for me right now. Oh, no, no, no. You can be cynical and still be full of joy. That's how I live my life. I think, um, I, get, I, think I get it from my father. I'm very cynical. I'm a very cynical person. But once baseball starts and the games are being played and – and there's teams scoring runs and rallying to take the lead. I, I'm i not going to sit here and tell you I'm not going to be fully immersed in that, whether it's a 14-game season, whether it's just playoffs. If it's a skills competition, I'll be out. But if it's nine-inning games with a winner at the end, like I'll lose myself in that easily, but still be very cynical. I, I live both okay. both worlds at once. Okay. I just... I don't know, man. I You know, a lot of people who are casual fans and just wanted to watch the games, see players play, now they're getting a crash course in business and the economics of baseball. I just think it kind of, you know, like they say, don't meet your hero. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and I feel like people are meeting their hero and they're disappointed. It could be. Uh, Jake and I kind of had a conversation that the gamesmanship of all these counters has, has kind of been fun. I mean, everyone's talking about it. Baseball's been fucking hot since, like, October. As soon as oh, the yeah. World Series ended, like, baseball has not left the news cycle. For, yeah. good or for, for better or for worse. Well, I don't think there's anything good. That's, that's <laughs> that make good headlines. It'd be, it'd be a real shame if in 2025, you know, some of these baseball teams that are worth billions of dollars were worth zero because the John Boy Professional Baseball League had started and and started their own league of 30 teams and players get taken care of paid and and you know baseball is on tv for people to watch um you know just just some little things that we change about the game the jpl are we, are we buying a league creating creating us sure. and Kyrie taking over the sports world new leagues new yeah. league life all right, let's kick it straight to voicemails. And, uh, Jake, you kind of opened this one up, so we'll start here. What up, fellas? What up, fellas? It's Boobach. Oh, gosh. I know I tweeted it out, but I just want to make this known to the world. My feelings about John Heyman, how he can just eat a bug. Eat, you know, eat a million bugs. I don't care. I've never, uh, never liked him, but I believed him today, and he broke my heart. So I'm done. Peace, fellas. So we're not naming him, but yeah, uh, I, I second the motion from Bubak, who's a regular caller to Talking Yanks and makes our jingles. 
He makes the tidbits, jingles. Uh, Heyman can eat a bug. Was that a question or no? No, I just like a statement. Okay, a lot of statements just, going around these days. Yeah. Tons of statements. All right, here we go. Next voicemail. Hi guys, uh, playoff Glaber here. Um, I want to talk about how I don't feel like this is a bad look for baseball. I feel like this is actually a pretty good look for baseball because the players are very pro playing. It's not like basketball, how Kyrie Irving is coming out. Like ESPN made a post on Instagram compiling all of the players' tweets just talking about how everybody wants to play. And it's the owners that are pro not playing no. or against playing, I guess. Anyway, um, I just want to know you guys – Good look baseball is it a bad look baseball? I, I think the players are giving the game a good look. How much they want to play, how how much they really want to play. All right, bye guys. Okay, playoff playoff Glaber there, Turo. What do you think, Trev? I think the when and the where was great for a few days, and now it's <laughs> kind of backfired a little bit. Uh, it's backfired so bad. Um, I yeah. don't think this is a good look for baseball. I yeah, don't. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm trying to find the silver lining, and maybe you know there is something good that's going to come out of this. I don't know. I don't see it right now. Maybe I'm just like I'm beat down. I'm beat down. Yeah. I I think the player side has shown that they know playing baseball is good for baseball, and the other side still kind of hasn't shown that. And I I think that that was the big difference, and now. All the media juju has been lost. I had a good spin on the Astros thing where I kept saying people who never watched baseball once heard about the cheating scandal and they asked questions. How'd they do it? What did they do? Why'd they do it? Why, why, what are the signs? Why did they, you know, all that stuff. And my spin was in those answers, you learned about baseball and the intricacies and what makes it such a fun sport and pitch selection and all that. I don't have a spin for this. It is. It has been in the news cycle, but I, I, I think at this point right now it's a bad look. Any casual fan has to be incredibly turned off. Yeah. All right. Next. Dylan and Audrey here. My wife and I would like to know what your significant others think of the game. What their level of interest is. Love you guys. Thanks. Ooh, Trev, I'll go first because you got a, a baseball wife. Sure. Go ahead. Did she, did Olivia enjoy baseball before you guys became an item? Did she show interest in, did she root you on and it was very like fake and you were like, babe, I don't like need your fake support or was she into it from the get-go? Uh, put it this way. She doesn't listen to our pod. She told me that baseball was only interesting to her when I was playing. So she wasn't into baseball. I mean, we met when I, she was 19 years old, so who knows, you know, whatever. But um, she definitely wasn't, like, knowledgeable about the game. She's definitely, you know, earned her stripes. She knows about the game now. She sat through a lot of innings, yeah. uh, traveled with me, all that. But she's she likes, you know, my buddies. She's interested in how they're doing, but like if you ask me if she's gonna sit down and watch a game, no. All right. Well, about Jess. Uh, yeah, not not too into it. Uh, we kind of live live separate worlds in there. Uh, she she gets some laughs out of me. Uh, during if there's a baseball game on and it's zero zero in the third inning. She'll just walk by the screen and go boring, which is a good joke. I mean, that's a good that's, joke. Yeah, that's I just, just a lifelong joke. And I I got her a shirt from our website. Go check it out. Uh, a baseball is fun shirt. Um, and <laughs> sometimes she pretends to scream that this shirt is a lie in public. <laughs> so she uh, she takes some jabs at baseball. Not a not super sporty debate club. Um, likes to work so. Sometimes opposites attract. All right. Yeah, Katie definitely didn't watch baseball before. She claimed to be a Red Sox fan because she went to Boston once and she had a Red Sox hat, and I was quickly like, "Well, that you're not a Red. That doesn't count." The deal breaker. I, 
right away, like, well, it doesn't even count. Like, I'm not even going to get upset about this because it doesn't even count. You just have the hat. We switched it for Yankee hat. Katie will surprise me. She can name, like, the whole roster. And some people might think, well, obviously she's dating you. But I, I watched I watch the game in a my own room in a desk. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we've watched many games together. So I was shocked how much she knew. I think she enjoys watching very surface level. You guys aren't dating anymore, just so you know. Yeah. We're engaged. engaged. We're engaged to date forever. I will say that Olivia would love to go to a baseball game. Like, that's what baseball really, really has going for it, is the fact that it's outside. You don't really have to, like, pay attention the whole time because there's a lot of downtime. So it's really like a social event during the summer where you can drink beers and hang out. A good day for baseball. She likes that. I have an mm. update for you guys. So we just released our company-wide statement. Mm. First, Whoa, first statement nice. in the history of the company. Kevin Shockey retweeted it. I don't know who that is. Philly sports guy. Just people in the biz. Like, Ooh. real people. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, Saw Martino give it some love. It's a good statement. It gets the point across. Go check it out on Twitter. All right, next voicemail. Where's the voicemails? Hey, Talking Baseball fam, this is Matthew from Charlotte, North Carolina. I know that all of you are certain team the 2020 season is just a lot unfolding every minute, but how is this going to affect the CBA agreement in 2021 in layman's terms, and how is this realistically going to affect the future of baseball between players, owners, and the fans? Thank you all for all you do. Awesome show, and keep it up. Thank you very much. Nasty? Is that what he called himself? Uh, I think Matthew, but we'll call him Nasty Matthew. Nasty <laughs> Matthew. Uh, I'll, I'll go, Jim, because I uh, this funnels into one of my theories that I think I stumbled into. I mean, we're still going to get baseball at some point. I don't know if the Manfred 48 nuclear option comes back. I don't know if we do meet in the middle. Um, I don't know if one of the sides caves closer to 60 or 70 at this point. Uh, everything I've been told and informed about the players' union is that they're tight enough that if the 48-game nuke is hit, They'll file a grievance, but they will still play those baseball games. Trevor, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe we'll get baseball in some sort. And then just at the time when we're enjoying baseball and maybe the new playoff format is cool and we had a good time, we are going to be right back in the shit. And uh, it's probably going to be ugly. <laughs> probably uglier than this. <laughs> yeah, these sides hate each other. It's going to be so ugly. I didn't listen to the question. I have to be honest. I'm not very good at these Fine. voicemail episodes. I was reading our company-wide statement, which was... It's a good statement. Pretty funny. That's good. What was the question? Give me like a little... Uh, what does this mean for the upcoming CBA oh. negotiations? Uh, means a lot. Yeah. It's not good for it. Um, no. Hopefully, I think we're going to... I do... <sighs> I'm okay with that because that means like... Will Rob or Manfred in the, or Tony in Clark the, be involved? What? Will Clark and Manfred be involved in 2021 CBA? Don't put me on the spot like that. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, is there is there like a world where, like in the last 24 hours, they brought in like the universal DH stuff is here to stay and a couple other things like Good, Does good that question, help at all for mm. moving forward? No, because I, I mean, don't think I don't think anyone was divided on the DH. The players wanted it, and the league wanted it. Like that's like it was actually not true. Too. It is true, Trev. Wow, players. The reason it hasn't been implemented already is because players have been split on it. Pitchers I mean, like I, to hit. I think. I think. Like, I would say most players just don't really care, but there has been some pushback, and that's why that hasn't been implemented. Those players are buttheads. Well, I think, you know, the general um, feeling is that it'll save veterans' jobs, like maybe prolong careers a little bit. But there's also a sentiment and a group of players who think it'll take away jobs from pinch runner, utility-type guys in National League teams. So it's it's not unanimously like, yeah, let's do it. But the four-man bench helps that out. I'm just telling you what I hear. All right. Well, that, I don't think to answer your question, maybe I don't think that's the oh, biggest point. The the not ser- that one specifically. The service time and the arbitration. What goes into an arbitration hearing and what stats can they actually arbit against? I, and all, and that's, got, it's going to be gross. I've got something because I got into the weeds this morning and that that was a bad time. But um, 
I don't know. I think one thing that we've come to see bite us in this whole thing was that they didn't put a deadline on it. And now, you know, here we are. Rob Manfred and Tony Clark met and sat in a room, and that was the most progress we've gotten in three months. A, why didn't that happen two months earlier? So with the CBA, I believe that does have a timeline on it. So maybe some backs against the wall will get some negotiations done earlier. But uh, that's... That's the most optimistic spin I can find. It's going to be ugly. I'll back, I'll back you up against a wall. Mm. Mm. Hey, uh, let's do this. Let's do this. No soundboard. Let's paint a picture Personal soundboard. of what that meeting looked like. Since nobody knows, Here we since go. There's, there was two people, let's try to paint a picture for I don't think it happened. Audience. Ooh. Do you think it was at a house? Was it at a hotel? I got it hotel at Dunkin' bar. Donuts. Hotel bar. Were they sitting at a table six feet apart from each other? Were they masked? Where like what was going on? I really, really would love. All to I know, see. all I was know, was there water on the table? Were there refreshments? Trev, all I know is every sentence started with my side really would like this, and my guys are telling me I can't leave this meeting until we get this, and my guys and my guys because they're just puppets, and they're like, well, I'd have to ask my people about that one. Well, I don't know if, you know, I got some guys in my ear that aren't going to like that. Tony Clark wore a massive suit. Yeah. Or a jean shorts. massive suit. Yeah. Just making uh, Do you think Fred they walked up small. to each other and were like, so, <laughs> this is a shit show, huh? So cordial. Like, what state do you think it happened in? I think they said Arizona, right? Yeah. Damn. They should have done it in New Jersey or New York because that's a one-party consent state, and then someone could have recorded it on the other person. They probably look into that shit. There were snacks. There was refreshments. There were snacks, yeah. I think there might have been some. I think they shared a meal. How do you not have someone else in the room? How do you not have another person in the room to take notes? The first thing you do when you start a company, you know, all the advice is, you know, take notes of every meeting that you're in. How do you not, how do you not remember any? I hate it. I don't think it happened because I'm so mad about it. Do you think they shook hands? Yes. Or like dapped yeah. it up. I think they were very cordial. I think they were laughing. <laughs> Rob, Tony, how you doing? Fuck, this this got out of hand, didn't it? Good to see you. Yeah. Didn't think we'd be here, huh? My side is mad. I think they're as mad at me as they are at you. <laughs> yeah. One twelve. Ordered some food, maybe huh? some pizza. Hundred and twelve games. That was a good one, Tony. One twelve was good. <laughs> It was 114. Do you think it was like the old like lawyers when they get together and they all huddle up at, at like someone's house and they order Chinese food to eat it straight out the box? Do you think it was like that? Classic few good men scene. No, I don't think I that. that's to, what I you need do to eat more with Chinese t- food out of a box. I think there was subliminal. Like I think they ordered, they ordered an app to share, and Tony Clark was like, "I will take, you know, what? I'm only going to take 45 percent of this app." Yeah, and you can what. You can eat that last bite? No, no, you have it. There's seven, no, no, you have there's it. seven dumplings. I'll take three of the dumplings, and you can have four. What if they just played, like, rock, paper, scissors? Like, <laughs> fuck it. Like, whoever wins, like, let's just call it. Who do you think was the first person to say, like... Throwing, they both kept throwing rock, like, whatever. <laughs> just don't out. care. Someone dropped a line like, well, we both know what this is really about. At some point, that line was dropped. Ooh. Tony went serious first. Oh, man. Yeah. Tony went serious first. Rob was trying to delay it as long Tony as possible. Tony towers over Rob. So You like, know what? You Dude, you know what Tony should have done right away? Tony should have, like, dapped him up in some, like, young, hip way. You know, like, dude, dude. And Manfred would have been straight-laced handshake. And he would just no, would have no, been no. uncomfortable right away. Tony Tony Clark 1,000% went both hand handshake to basically put Manfred's hand in a clamp no. of two Tony's, massive burgers. Tony can... Handshake, like he he's he can dap it up. He's got all that because he's got to go okay. through the clubhouses. He like right. that is one hundred percent. He's got that on lock. Yeah, and that's a great negotiating tactic to start a meeting off. You're so right, Jim. Yeah, just go in there, bang it out. Rob's like, I am way too uh, old and uh, white for uh, this. Uh, yeah, kissed exactly. him on top of the head. Yeah, <laughs> Rob Manfred's also really embarrassed about his hands. He's got tiny little hands. I don't know if that's true, but they're always cold. Okay. Always clammy. Always called. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Or or maybe I'm talking about a different Rob Manfred. Speaking of. Who drove? Like, okay, also. I hate baseball so goddamn much. I just want to sit back and watch the Red. 
I can't believe it took a fucking pandemic worldwide for the Reds to not win the 2020 World Series. Fuck Robert Manfred. So that's on on par. So he's, you know, I think the Reds have a great, great, great chance in a short season. They're one of the teams. I have completely forgot about who's on what team. Luis Castillo. I cannot wait till Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer. 48, 60, 65, 70, whatever it lands out. So we can start getting our takes ready. So someone could be like, I think the Reds got it now. Reds. Pirates are battling. I think it I'm on out. a big Mets kick. I think I'm in on the Mets. Baseball team? Yeah. Yeah, they got a rotation. Oh, and I Thor's out. I flipped on the Nats too. Shortened season. I love the Nats. Repeat. Mad Dog Russo back in five. <laughs> Mud Dog. Are you guys cool? You guys beefing? Uh, I don't know, man. Travel <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I just don't want him to say stupid shit on MLB Network. Like, you have yeah. a platform to promote the game, and all you do is shit on, like... I did Dave 35 times. Shit on oh, Bryce man. Harper. Like, I could care less what... It really is... It, it really is sad that there's people on MLB Network just crapping on the players. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be tough for old Mad Dog to get guys to come on his show after yeah. that little display. And like, I don't know if he cares. He probably loves it. I mean, he's trying to look. Jeff, I don't know when you come to winter meetings with us. Career. I don't have no idea about that. But he, apparently, he had a great career before all this, and uh, he is like he's just trying to stay relevant now. And he he is pioneer of sports radio. Him and him and and Francesa basically spearheaded sports radio as we know it. Like, didn't exist before them, kind of. I, mean, I can't stand either of those guys. And I've only taken in a, a small amount of their content, but it was enough for me to be like, I, don't, I will never watch anything that they do. I mean, it's, it's kind just, of fading out. It. It's fading out. But I will tell you, back in the day, it was very, very good when they were younger and, and working together. But yeah. anyway. So was Jason Giambi. And I was good, too. And then Jake, like he said, yeah. I knew You knew it was time. Um, Although we could still get you back in the league. I was going to say something and I forget. Oh, when you come to winter meetings with us, Trev, you got to – they put Mad Dog in, like, the middle of Radio Row, and he's usually, like, higher up, and he's just yelling out of the players. And, like, the whole room is just like – It's almost like there's – guy's yelling. There's almost like there's a disconnect between the MLB and thinking that Mad Dog Russo is still the face of what their media product should be. Huh. Um, I promise this. If I'm okay. at winners meetings, yeah, and Mad Dog is there, yep, I will use the dap him up Ooh. tactic. And I'll I don't just think go he shakes hands. Really cool, and he'll have no idea what hit him. Yeah, I'm gonna guess he's not a handshaker. Probably the clammiest hand you'll shake too. If you get to shake him, I got him he's, as a clammy hand guy. Yeah, he's pro. I mean. I don't know. I, I really don't want to talk about the guy because it's like All I'm right. just going to say stuff that's mean and I don't we're want to be mean. He's Trevor, like an older guy. We're moving on. Next voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Sam from Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm not entirely sure what you guys want out of these messages, but here I go. <laughs> uh, since I'm a Brewers fan, I wanted to know if you guys have a favorite Brewers player and or moment of all time. Okay. Uh, keep up the great work. Take care, guys. Thanks. It's a great question, Sam. It's a great question, Sam. And I'll go first and say I don't have the greatest Brewers moment of all time. But if you want me to just think of the most recent one, it's the it's the Grisham era because we just Ooh. watched it, and I don't want to say that because mm, it's did. mean. That is mean. Um, Can I say something that I think gets overlooked in baseball history? CeCe Sabathia on the Brewers. Look that shit yeah. up. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. That you, was a fun team to watch. You might never see an athlete – Put himself out there like that again. Well, not until the JPL starts. The JPL, yeah, that's true. I mean, we kind of saw it. Like Bumgarner did it too. Yeah, he did it in twenty twelve. Yeah, he just but I mean, that was like second. for his team, if that makes sense. Like CC was clear; sure. he was a, a rental before his big free agent payday and went out there and threw every three days and hit a home run in the way. In <laughs> the moment. monster. I will y- tell Yelich Sam, is pretty cool. Yelich is cool. Yeah, Yelly's awesome. Moose is a friend. Moose. Um, I will tell Sam from Madison, Wisconsin, that I probably had a top five night in my life in Madison, Wisconsin. So Madtown. 
What you do? Yeah. That it's not really for the air. Okay. Ooh. We could talk after. Um, All right. Give us one hint. Give but, us one teaser. Big had a lot of fun. Okay. All right. That's a good teaser. Useless. A lot of fun. <laughs> Mixed results on the hint. All right. Next voicemail. Okay. Hello. It's Ryan from Florida. <laughs> Quick question. Um, moving forward, you know, kids playing high school baseball, Little League and all this stuff. Um, minor leaguers getting cut, released because of all this pandemic. Or because of this pandemic. How do you think or what do you think about uh, going forward if, if it's going to be there's going to be no motivation for high school players to try to, you know, squeeze into D1 schools or they're going to fall to, to uh, other sports like basketball, football. I mean, it's common. And, uh, yeah, love the podcast and looking forward to an answer. Thanks, Ryan. I'm a little confused. Um, the draft's going back to normal, right? Like, is his question? I think it depends on the CBA. But what was his question? I don't know what his question was either. But I, yeah, I want to answer it. Go but for I don't it. Know what the question See was. what you answer. I don't think the Corona season changes. Like, if you're a freshman in high school, you're still like, you know, gonna. Your life wasn't changed. I don't think in your journey to play baseball. I should probably let the professional baseball player speak on it, but uh, I think it, the question was about like long term health. Like, there's kids who are nine years old now who now didn't play baseball, don't want to go back next year. There's also stuff with, like, the colleges now have more players returning than usual, so there's less playing time for young guys, guys getting squeezed out. There's stuff there. I don't remember the exact verbiage. There is, yeah, there's – the college thing is an interesting case study because there's 11.7 scholarships per D1 team, which is doesn't make any sense at all because you got at least 25 guys on that baseball team. Um, and so now a lot of these guys who would have been drafted are like, nah, I'm not going to take that 20 grand. I'm going to go back. And now the schools are like, well, we thought you were not going to be here. We gave away your scholarship for this upcoming season. They're going to have to do something with that. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I think this, bigger this picture. This whole thing's not good for the game. It's yeah. not good for the game. B- bigger picture. I mean, I think people are more worried about, I mean, football and head injuries and kids playing and stuff like uh, baseball has an opportunity to grow. I mean, I, I think peewee football, the numbers are going down and kids got to play some sport. So I, I don't know. It's still there's plenty of opportunity for baseball. They do need to make sure they don't fuck up the draft because like we've said, and even about the minor league reduction and stuff, did baseball need to trim the fat a little bit? Yes. Um, and I, I think they can do that. But someone made a great point about the MLB draft that I've, it's the sport that gives you the best chance to become a professional, even if that's high A. Hearn. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that, that's, that is impactful. That is impactful. Yeah. I mean, it might be wishful thinking, but, yeah, I mean, still more kids play baseball than football, right? Well, I've, I've said this a lot, you know, with that, like, to your point, Jake, Thank you, you know, I'm a parent. Yes, you guys, uh, apparently. I have big baby David yep. um, as one of my sons. I would not let big baby David play football. No. I would. So oh, there is an opportunity. He's much too fragile, not physically. I'd let him but emotionally. I think soccer is picking up a lot of those athletes. But another thing that I'll say about, you know, kind of where our country is headed is, you know, our biggest, you know, immigration uh, population, people coming in is like, Central America, Latin America. And guess what? Those countries love baseball. Love so, it. like, so many it's going to be here. Baseball. Like, baseball is going to be around. My dad signed me up for football when I lived in Illinois. Middle school. And I was like, I don't want to do that, though, Dad. And he was like, why? I said, because you practice more than you play. And he didn't really I have a counter. He didn't really, it was like, I don't want to practice five times to play one game. I'd rather play three games and practice once, like baseball. And my dad, you know, he was like, wow, I have a smart son. A decent counter. Yeah. He didn't okay. even, like, you know what I mean? That's so stupid for football. Practice so much. Dude, you can't, I mean, dude, you can't play that many games. Yeah, so why you got to practice so much? Got no Because you got to be tough, bro. Execution. You guys would know nothing about that. Execute. 
Oh, here's a good one. Hi, this message is for Jake. Jake, first, tell me about your first Bad Tuesday. What was it like? What started the chain in this horrible string of Tuesdays that's lasted, I don't know, 30-ish years? Yeah. Uh, the Tuesday train didn't start for you until, like, adulthood, though. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. And a great request. Um, I just think, A, and maybe this was my early jump on the take wagon, Monday has such a bad reputation. And Monday's a fine day. Monday's necessary. Get your rhythm back. Recover from the weekend. There's no expectations on Monday. You could, If you do nothing on a Monday and you're in a workplace and you're just like, oh, Monday's killing me, and everyone just nods their head and they're like, yep. You say that on Tuesday, everyone's like, you're kind of being an asshole. Like, get it together. So, um, my first bad Tuesday, let me see if I've got it here. I want to say I was born on a Tuesday. Let's see if that's right. How else do I look? What do I type in? Just type in, like, 1989 calendar. Mayan calendar? 1989 October calendar. You were born the 11th. Well, it looks like it was a Wednesday. Mm. Okay, so the day before that sucked. Yeah, you were born on a Wednesday. I didn't want to come out. Yeah. I refused. I appreciate uh, Jake, but I'm very much more traditional where Monday is the buffer day that sucks, and then by the time Tuesday comes in, I'm like, all right, let's fucking do it. I'm ready to roll. I'm a big Thursday guy. Well, of course, um, man. Everyone's a Thursday guy. Thursday is essentially the start of the weekend. Yeah. What's your What's your least favorite? What are your least favorite days? Top three. Hmm. It just depends what time of my life I okay. was in. Wednesday for me sucks. When? Why? I like because you're Wednesday. not like towards the end of the week. You're not still like getting in the groove of things. Kind of middle area. The start of Wednesday is tough, but once you're post lunch Wednesday, like, well, that's, you're that's Thursday. Yeah, you're post lunch. Yeah, that's post lunch Wednesday is not Thursday. Basically, I like to clarify that. Tuesday's the worst day my, of the week. God, you got you kind of got to get point there, Jake. Uh, I hate you, to Trevor. give that to you. Sunday night sucks, kind of scary. You know, unless you for, like, like good HBO shows. When I was playing, it's like you. Do the day game thing on Sunday, and you got like a night to go out and like have a dinner. So I used to love Sunday nights because mm. it meant like I got to go to a restaurant and hang out with like and kind of like be live a little normal. But now, not into it that much. Yeah, all right. Game of Thrones really ruined it for me because they had a horrible seven season. They did. Those idiots. Next. Okay, I just have a question. My name's Aaron. Even if the season starts and there's an extended playoffs, it's notorious for the playoffs to be really, really cold and very uncomfortable to play in. So if it's extended, it's going to get way too cold. I mean, maybe not even able to play baseball. So what's what's going to happen in that situation? How are they going to play? Like in some miracle that the Twins get in, for example, it's going to be really cold. <laughs> They can go to Arizona. How's it going to work out? I think the easy answer is that they're starting the playoffs earlier. <clears throat> Season's going to end on the 27th instead of like the second. That's an extra week to do the first couple rounds. <clears throat> They've also said Maybe that they could, they could move it to a neutral site if need be due to Corona, which would also make sense to go somewhere that's domed at that point. Yeah, but, it's still a bummer. I mean, it's not that cold, dude. Like, baseball gets played in the cold all the time. April's freezing. It's true. Go, to, go play baseball in Minnesota in April. It's freezing. Chicago, freezing. Would you ever wear a mask? Like a ski mask? No. I didn't want anyone to think, like, I was, like, hurting out there. Just, yeah. Remember when Jake Arrieta pitched in the freezing cold with, like, no undershirt? And everyone was like, dude, you don't need to do that. He's crazy. He's, like, legitimately crazy, though. But in a good way, like the best way possible. What uh, like what's your weather scale for playing baseball? Like a hundred degrees or forty degrees? I have to pick a hundred or forty degrees. Yeah, like that, I'm wondering where the numbers line up. That blows. Sheesh. 
if it's just a one game situation, I would go hundred degrees. Yeah. But okay. if it's like a a week long of that, shoot, man, I might go forty. To be honest with you, it yeah. drains you, dude. It's tough. What about uh, sixty eight and sunny, mm. or eighty and thunderstorms? What? <laughs> tough. I just keep thinking about what? how I'm gonna dap Mad Dog Russo up the next time I see. Did him. you hit well in the rain, Mud Dog? Mud dog. Good. That was a good one by you. Hitting was Irish. always tough enough anyways. If there was ever a raindrop and I was hitting, I was a total puddle, pun intended. I loved it. Really? Yeah. Seemed like so dramatic. You walk up to the yeah, plate. You would like that. It's raining. It's like a movie, brah. It's like a movie, bro. And, <laughs> and you know, nobody wants to be out there in the rain. So you could like kind of hit. A ball somewhere where usually it would be caught, and the players are like, fuck that. Okay. Yeah. You got a good hitter's mentality. I want, I want to tell you that. I Not enough people have been telling All you. the bad stuff. Okay. You're an elements guy. I wasn't. I learned that it, you I could use it to your advantage. If you just, like, just told yourself. Like, what does uh, Patrick Swayze say in Roadhouse? Like, pain don't hurt. If you don't yeah. use it, you lose it. Yeah. Like, that's how I felt about the elements, like. Cold isn't cold. All the pretty boys are too scared, so you got to get a little grit in your mindset. Mm. Yeah. That's Next grit. voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Pete from Twins Territory. How you doing? Quick uh, comment. Uh, I think you should simplify this in terms of comparing it to, like, the NFL. If we were to reduce the 162-game baseball season to 48, for 70 games, it would be like reducing the NFL season from five to seven games and then still allowing a half or two-thirds of the teams to participate in the playoffs. Um, I have no sympathy for the owners. Since Target Field opened, Trev, in 2010, the price of a hot dog, which was $4 uh, the last year at the Metrodome, is now $7.00 at Target Field this past year. That's a 75% increase. A Surly Furious, which was $6 the first year of Target Field. Ten years later, last year was $11. That's an 83% increase in price. So um, just a comment. Simplify things for us, and let's talk. Keep up the good job. All right. Yeah. I love that one. Thank you from Minnesota. All in. I am interested in the increase in prices uh, nationwide. So if anyone wants to call in and let us know the 2010 prices compared to the 2020 prices, we'll get BBD to make a full list. Full list. Movie theater in my town in California went up 50 cents every year. And it was kind of like you knew it was going to happen and you knew the amount it was going to happen. So you were never surprised by it. So you were never upset about it. And then... You know, like four years go by and it's two full dollars more. And you're like, hold up. Why have I been accepting this? So that would be my strategy as an owner. That's the Netflix model. Yeah, I'd just be like, every year, 25 cents increase. We're going to like celebrate it like as a new year. We got to a higher mark, you know. Maybe the last game of the season is 25 cent night because it's going up 25 cents. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Marketing. He's a marketing major. We're a good pair. We're a good threesome now. Yeah. BBD, quads. You have them. All right, thank okay. you. No, you that's you all over it. <laughs> kind of wasn't one, <laughs> but it involved you. No, I look. I get what he's saying. Thank you. Shorter season sucks. More twins callers. Shorten season sucks. Short shorten the season, but expand the playoffs makes no sense to me. Obviously, it's the money. Crapshoot. I've been I've been saying for a long time that this whole like Atlanta Falcons thing they did with the concessions being yeah. like super cheap needs to be like mandated league wide. The JPL man, yeah, JPL will have cheap cheap food. You only gonna get it. two options though. It's also not gonna have a lot of options because just normal food. But that's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I don't get. It just doesn't make sense to me, and I'm a just a basic human idiot. But if you offered like a six dollar chicken Sammy. And six dollar beers, I'd have a field day. I went to one I went to four colleges, five actually. One of them had like 
a deluxe cafeteria. So many options. You walk in, there's like 12 different lines you can join, ethnic foods, all different kinds. I hated it. Just give me one line, tell me what I'm eating today, I'll pay for it. So that's what the JPL is going to have. Just cafeteria style. What's Thursday? Spicy chicken. Awesome. Give it to me. Friday is hot dogs. Do people enjoy that? And I haven't been to a lot of baseball games, but I've heard... You know, I know Olivia enjoyed like when a stadium had something unique besides like nachos and hot dogs, but that's because she went a lot. You gotta have one pull. She's like, I don't wanna just sit and eat hot dogs and nachos, and I don't think you want me to do that either. I'm like, Yeah, you're right. Um, but do people, what? other people who go to like a, a casual fan, you go to three or four games a year, do, are you like stoked that they have like a salad bar or like some like regional restaurant or? Do people just want a hot dog when they go to a game? It's like it's like one of those things. It's synonymous with baseball. I don't go to a lot. I'm, I'm a hot dog guy. The Yankees have chicken buckets, which are very popular amongst okay. Yankee Yankee fans. It's That's just like a, a bucket food, bucket full of fries and chicken. Fingers. I like having one specialty, and they they now have like an MLB Expo every year. Like what's what's each place's specialty, and I like that. Just in case you're one of those people that you do, you know, you like going to visit stadiums or something. You know, Texas Rangers. I think they got the like two foot long hot dog. Crickets and Safeco. Um, crickets and Safeco. Dude, I've been handling a lot of crickets lately. How's the lizard catching going? Lizard catching's done. We bought a lizard, so I didn't have to catch any more lizards. Why don't you just keep the one you caught? Love the one you're with. Uh, because those those ones wouldn't eat. They're like terrified because you because you, you, you caught them. Kidnapped them, yeah. Yeah, yeah you basically that makes stole sense. them That's from their habitat. home. Oh, cool. So instead, you just go get the lizard that's been born into slavery. Yeah. I mean, that really sucks that you put it that way. Now I feel horrible owning a bearded dragon. But apparently they like to be owned and they like to be like held. Birds like being in cages. We get it. Don't listen. I'm an animal activist, I guess. We just took a puppy from a farm. For the last 30 seconds. We just took a puppy from a farm. For the last 30 seconds. I'm out. Don't make me. You got a bearded dragon? You didn't send us any pictures of this yet. I think I did. Sent me one. Wasn't a um, lizard though. Boing. I, yeah, I'm not going to expose you right now on on uh, talking baseball, Jim. You called me out. I'm not going to call you out. I'm taking the high road. Oh. Okay. <laughs> appreciate appreciate it. <laughs> Speaking of cr- crickets and Safeco. Hey guys. My name's Garrett. I was just wanting to know. I know you guys don't talk much about Mariner baseball. I was wondering if you guys think that their farm system is actually going to be able to come up. And if you guys think maybe Evan White is worth the contract that he signed this past year going straight from AA up to the major league level. I know it's kind of hard to predict without knowing what's going on this season, but I'm hoping he does. Also, what the hell is going on with the players? What's going on with baseball? Just come on now. One story, one Great minute. Next story, the next minute. You guys nailed it with your uh, presentation. Great job. Love the podcast. Keep doing your guys' thing. So, Jake, you're our minor league expert with the Mariners? Yeah, so Evan White got one of those uh, our guy Scott Kingery type deals. He got an MLB contract before he's played a game. He's supposed to be a... Uh, a solid first baseman, and hey, we've given guys like Yelly and a couple other guys credit for signing their contract before everything's gone down. Because who know what con- who knows what contracts are going to look like. So credit to Evan White for getting the contract before he's played a down of NFL what football. Was it? Um, I think it was it was one of those things that was spread out. I want to say it was like six for fifty, or or maybe it was five no, for twenty five. Way too yeah, much. Five for twenty five seems better. With like um, three club options. Something like that. Those are tough, um, man. I mean, it's I say they're tough, but then you like people roll their eyes like the guy right. is a multimillionaire and has done nothing yet. Yeah. I mean, li- little risk for the team, little risk for the player, but yeah, well, I don't the future do of contracts. Right. No arbitration, none of that stuff. Um I don't know. Hope hope for both sides he's good. How about he that? He spent all of nineteen in double A? Yeah, but I think the Mariners are kind of one of the teams that do, do that. Like, they sent Justice Sheffield down there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I don't know anything about Evan White. I'm sorry. The Mariners I love are fun. the Mariners. They've love got the some Mariners. young guys coming up. Kellenic? Uh, Six years, 24 million. Six years, 24. That's you what know. Evan White got. It's, 
here here's my take on all of those contracts. The club just has to hit on one of them. So they can dish out two, three, four of those. You know, they trust their they trust their teams that uh, that evaluate the players. And if they think, hey, we got a guy that's going to be a pretty good big leaguer uh, with the possibility of being an all-star, they throw those contracts out. And like I said, all they have to do is hit, hit on one of them and they're going to save money. So the White a lot Sox of teams will be doing, doing that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of teams. The Braves did it. White Sox are doing it. Braves didn't do it with uh, prospects, but they gave yeah. those contracts out. All right, next question. This is an interesting so one. Mariners. Over the course of 500 at-bats, what would Trevor Plouffe, the hitter, what would his stats look like against Trevor Plouffe, the pitcher? You'd light yourself up. Yeah. Average five, white righty. 500 for 500 with 500 home runs. That's what everything's told us. I'm a position player pitching. Yeah. Yep. So if we just go back and look at the history of myself, I'm two for two with two homers. So, yes, then I, apparently I would go 500 straight homers. How are you pitching yourself? High That's fastballs? High and Ooh. in? You're going to try and go bust yourself up high and in? Scouting report on me is pretty easy. Yeah, make me expand in to open up away. Okay. Hard so in, soft think- away. It's pretty it's pretty standard scouting report. Um, expose what if it's all Trevor Plouffe's fielding? Depends what year. I was a pretty good fielder for a few years, a pretty shitty fielder for a few years. So 2014. I was pretty damn good. Okay. So that, was, that balances out then. So then maybe you're hitting like 380? What was the secret sauce? I would rake myself. 100% okay. mm. I would rake myself. Like I said, I'm Can a 6 one white righty who throws mm. – you know, eighty nine to ninety two. That's a dream. That's a fight at the bat rack. Eighty eight like, to ninety two. You should have seen what Jake was chucking yesterday. Popped my mitt. Popping the mitt yesterday. Duh, I'm getting. Those. I missed that sound. Yeah. Shit. And we were in a we were in like a corridor, so there was a little echo to the pop of the mitt. It sounded yeah. pretty good. Yeah. He was throwing nothing but knuckleballs, and then he fired like his hardest fastball. Didn't let me know it was coming. I was squatting down with no protection. It was kind of scary. I let you know. I gave you the glove. That's curveball. Just missed That's it. Curveball, yeah. That was my curveball. Power curve. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yo guys, it's Cameron from Manhattan, Midtown. That's right. I'm back talking baseball. Love you guys. Shout out. Thanks for dropping the voice mailbox thing, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, I just wanted to say, um, the players were saying when and where, and then all of a sudden they get the prorated deal and they don't. They want to add a couple more games, and I get where they're coming from. However, as a fan, it's hurting me a bit. Um, what do you guys think about that? Um, you know, what do you think about that? Um, about them wanting to add that? a few more games? I want more games, of course, but I think if the owners won't budge on this, why are we even trying that? I don't know. I could be wrong. Thanks, yeah. guys. Bye. I, I already voiced my answer on that i the players were doing so well and they 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 just kind of like lost everything that they had going for them i think in the public not everything but go look at twitter and stuff right now and it's a lot of i thought you said when and where and i think it's a very fair critique i'm looking now there's some manfred quotes out there do you want to go over them sure not really. Are they just basic statements? Uh, this is pretty good. It's kind of funny. I, uh, I like... Uh, John Heyman writes, Commissioner uh, Rob Manfred's take on the meeting with Union Chief Tony Clark and Clark's assertion that Manfred only offered a proposal. Quote, I don't know what Tony and I were doing there for several hours going back and forth and making trades if we weren't reaching an agreement. He's right, man. <laughs> Manfred's right there. Like, what do you think? Like, what do you think was happening there, Tony Clark? We were going back and forth, negotiate. If that's what happened, who knows? Last part of the quote: "This needs to be over until I speak to owners. I can't give you a deadline. Time is of the essence, you know." Is this how this ends? Are we going to get a deadline for Wednesday next week, and we're going to hear both sides aren't going to budge, and then we're finally going to get sixty-four, sixty-six? I don't know, man. 
I think I think that's what Manfred's hinting toward there. A firm deadline sounds like they're going to lay a line in the sand, which I is fine. I want that at this point. Manfred played such a crazy good hand by having that meeting and Tony Clark saying uh, that he only offered a proposal and, like, they weren't, like, discussing things. Like, they naturally had to be doing some give and take in the conversation. Right, but you know very clearly if an agreement is reached. Well, this is the thing. It's like, why not lock they yourself never, in a damn Man- room till it's over? Man- and Manfred never said they reached an agreement. They just said, uh, in principle... If we weren't reaching an agreement. So he is. Like, yeah. that's what my, that's what Manfred... Manfred I, I don't love... This statement by Manfred is bad. IMO. He's saying... He's basically trying to do, like, a Fonzie, like, I don't know, we're two guys in a room talking about stuff, so we didn't reach an agreement? Like... Well, I don't know. We weren't fucking in there. <laughs> no, he's saying that Tony Clark's saying, yeah, we reached an end point, but that was just the the final proposal. Like Manfred saying, we weren't pushing and pulling to see what my proposal was going to be. That was the final agreement. Tony Clark saying, we spent hours going back and forth crafting this. Right. But and think- it was just, why would Tony Clark sit there and help him craft a proposal. I kind of in, agree with you there. In Manfred's mind, we're crafting an agreement. If we're because going back think and about forth, what was leaked to Heyman. Even John Heyman didn't say that agreement was reached, and it was fed to him by the commissioner. In we principle. know this by now. No, he said a deal was in hand. They never said an agreement was reached, and that's bullshit. I'm He's not even saying the it there. Tweet right now, let's check it out. But but do you get what we're saying? Like yes, like I do. But for Tony I, Clark I to sit there and be like, no this, no that, no this, come down to little words, and that's exactly what they're doing. But here. imagine spending two plus hours with someone, going back and forth, gang forth, finding an end place. You would think, oh okay, we're gonna, you know, we're very close. This is agreement in principle because we just went back and forth for hours, and then to hear. No, dude, we were just crafting your proposal. Now we counter your proposal. Right, That's but bullshit. Dude, Look, exactly, what, what, you're falling right into the game. This is exactly what Manfred wants. He got you. But Tony has he to... He played the media perfectly through John Heyman. Tony's not there to help him craft a proposal. Yes, they are, because they both have to go back to their sides anyways. And I'm sure Tony Clark... So that's bullshit for Clark to be like, yeah, that's good, let's end there, bring it to your side, I'll bring it to my side, and then they bring it to each other's sides, and and then... And then Manfred uh, the, officially offers it, and then never Tony reached an agreement was never reached. It does say that breaking MLB and, and players union are closing in on an agreement to play because the when you sit there season. for three hours and you reach a final place and you take it to each other's sides, but they that, didn't reach a final place. That's what you're missing. <laughs> well, how do you know that? They clearly did. They they clearly didn't. Otherwise, we'd have a deal. <laughs> I think Tony I think Clark, that's why Clark's in the wrong here, and that's why I think you're getting fed this through Heyman. And for some reason, you're taking the bait. I think Tony Clark said, "Yes, we have the framework." If but Clark I, leaves, I that still need with- I still need more games for my players. And Manfred says, "Okay, we've got a framework." He leaks that through Heyman. Everybody thinks it's real and done. And the ML- Tony- that's why the MLBPA has to come out an hour later and say, "No, there was no deal. We agreed yeah. on a lot of stuff, except the final games played." If Tony which Clark is, is there, a huge but if Tony Clark is there for two hours and they get to an endpoint <laughs> and he knows that that endpoint isn't something that his side is going to say yes to, then what the fuck were you doing, Tony? He he laid a framework that he wanted to get seventy games for. That's stupid to me. Like, think about Tony Clark exactly. shouldn't have left there That's until the whole point. until he knew their sides would have accepted. It makes no sense to go have a meeting and just help the other side propose something you know you're going to say no to. It makes no sense. In an alternate reality, this meeting should have taken place months ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They should have met the owners basically. dragging their feet. That's what I got in the weeds with people this morning. They were like. People, people are caving to the owners because they're saying now time is of the essence. And it's like, why do you think that is? Yeah, exactly. They did this I on purpose. <laughs> I don't I just, know, man. I just think that if Tony Clark meets and they sit down, Tony, you better reach uh, agreement in principle. Do all the negotiating at that table as close as you can possibly get it. And I, I'm guessing Manfred thought that's what was happening because that had to be the goal. So for Manfred to think they're close, and he's like, goes to decide, hey, I think we're close because you know this is where we left it. Were, uh, the only were, other way they is, were close. They've got everything except the games. 
Yeah, I just if you're gonna do that, the two pieces of information right now that have you have your opinion are leaked from Commissioner Ma- Rob Manfred. No, no, John no, no. The fact that Tony Clark is saying, I, yes, I sat with Manfred. Tony Clark is telling me he sat with Manfred for hours and didn't reach an agreement. Well, that's your fault, Tony. That's a bad job by him. That's what I'm saying. If don't go sit down with the dude and not reach an agreement, because now you're the it. one stalling it. Because they didn't give them the games he wanted. But Tony should, they sh- like, they should have countered right Just then and Tony there Just because Tony Clark at stays at the meeting doesn't mean they get the game still. Like, that's not how it works. But everything that we're doing right now should have been done in that conversation. He should have said 60, Tony should have said 70, and we should have reached an agreement in principle. Right, but Manfred wanted to do this whole turn the media on them thing. <laughs> I don't. That's why he did this. But see, that's that, why he but went you to just have that in this. You kind of just have that in your head. Like, Tony could, Tony could have thought he was one-upping Manfred. Who knows what happened? Either way, it's ridiculous that an agreement wasn't reached. Well, what's happened in the past 24 hours? You guys are both ridiculous. You're sharing headphones. You should just make Hey, that's out. so that's so we can you know, have you on here. We already did. Here's the next voicemail. What's up, guys? Jack here, coming in from Boston. Just want to ask the commissioner himself, Trevor Plouffe, if he could be a part of any one-team season, what team and what year would it be? And I'm thinking 04 Red Sox, obviously, but this is up to you guys now. I love the show. Keep it up. You guys make quarantine survivable. Thanks. That's a very nice thing to say. Huh. 2015 Royals, huh? It's a good question. Um, I, like, I, part of me wants to say, like, you know, 88 Dodgers. Mm. But then I'm like, I'd rather be, like, more recent than that. I feel like baseball's gotten a lot cooler and like you get to do a lot more stuff and so hmm. I gotta think about that one. But we'll come back to that. Let me let me let me put some thought into it because off the top of my head, you know, I say the Dodgers in eighty eight, but I wanna do something different than that. Yanks in ninety eight. Dude, the Yankees would be fun, not going to lie, you know. I mean, like, New York City, 98, no yeah. internet. You can get away with whatever you want at bars and clubs and no one's going to yeah. film you. Mm. Plus, greatest season ever played by a team. And the media wasn't even all over them because the home run race was not even covering them, so they could really do whatever they wanted anywhere. Probably Being a fun New York team. would be awesome to win a World Series. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so that's a good one. 86 Mets. Oh. <laughs> That's a party. That's a party. That's a party. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I would survive that one. Hey, guys, I do have a fact though. Okay. Um, our boy DJ, you brought up the '98 Yanks. Mm-hmm. I segued into this. My bad. Thank you, DJ. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you know how many career Grand Slams he had over his thousand-year career? Yeah, one. One. Why, Trev? Because mm-hmm. do you want me to tell you his stats with the bases loaded? Here we go. Because he didn't care about the glory, man. He just wanted to score some runs for his team. I don't want you to tell me a stats based I will. All I want, You're, you I, forced my want, hand. What, Here we what are. I want everyone to know is, and Mad Dog Russo, check this out, bro. I got two Grand Slams in my career. Don't make Am me I compare your – Don't make me That's compare debatable. your – I don't know. I just don't know. You've done it now. Ooh, page didn't load. How's that? Trevor blocked it. Baseball reference is going through changes. Yes, but Trev, that was like a big, big storyline in Yankeesville. Every time Jeter stepped up to the plate with the bases loaded, it was dropped. Never hit a career, never hit a grand slam in his career. So when he finally hit one, it was like almost a meme. Like Todd Todd Frazier played for the Tom's River Little League. Like that was Jeter with the bases loaded. He's never hit a grand slam. He got him hot. Maybe he just wasn't up for those big moments. Oh, I'll kick your butt. Oh, man. Uh, well, baseball reference isn't working, but I know his numbers are good. They're, I'm sure they're better than mine. He's a Hall of Fame shortstop, best hitter of all time at the shortstop position. You've made that very clear to me. Mm. I was, according to Mad Dog Russo, a scrub who hit 220. I need to shut up. Next voicemail. Hi. Um, I was just wondering, if you have a 90-degree, you know, like 90-degree, 45-degree, 45-degree triangle, and the hypotenuse is 9, 
what is the length of the bottom sign given cosine of 45 is 2 divided by radical 2? So, again, it's a 90-45-45 triangle. Uh, thank you. All right, that's easy. We'll all answer on three. One, two, three. I saw 84. six. Yeah. It was six. Okay. Six, final answer. All right. That's the end of the voicemails. I, I did uh, do the math on that earlier, I believe. And I, I can't hear the voicemails behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, I believe the answer I landed on was 6.36. I had to Google how does cosine work. Today. So Trev was right. Okay. I, I did, did it to quick, me and Trev. Quick. Trev said six. I said isosceles. I did a quick little math in Type my head, and triangle. I got to six. But You guys are both really smart. Thank you. That's the end of the episode, guys. We'll see what happens tomorrow with more counters and more co-counters. Derek Jeter with the bases loaded stats. Yeah. Baseball reference, fix your sight. It's like stat. Am I better now. than Derek Jeter? In one category, yes. Yes. What's that? Grand slams? Career grand slams. You crush him. You kick his ass. Double him. I doubled up on him. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think we're good. It's hot as fuck in this room. Yeah. We're out. Mm-hmm.